0: How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And where What's up, everyone? I'm Zach Williamson. This is the Culture Crepe Podcast. I'm here today with Ross Cutsworth and Luke Goose, and Today, we're talking House the Dragon, episode 10, the finale. Full spoilers. Confirmed filming is happening spring 2023, so there will not be yes. a second season for a while. He said it's to be decided if it if it premieres next year. And if it's premiering, it's going to be very, very end of the year, I imagine, with how much spe- special yeah. effects they're going to need this next season with Dragon Fights and where the story goes after this. I don't see it premiering for a year and a half. Was, that's what was needed for the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. And this is on the same level, so guessing it will probably be closer to a year and a half. Game of Thrones needed, honestly, longer looking back on it. <laughs> <laughs> At least yes. the writing portion. Fair. Okay, what did you guys think of the episode though? That way they lit up the painted table was so cool. With the candles underneath? Yeah, I just thought that concept was pretty cool. I don't actually think that was in the book after I was looking back at it. In the book it's described as massive though. It's even bigger than this when what it is right now in the book. How what are like what are the descriptors for it in the book? I, I Ever read it says it's so old that that color that it has is because of just being worn down for so long, the way it looks. Oh, yeah, because it used to be painted, right? Yeah, it used to be painted, but then over time, because of the way it, what with the stuff it's made with, whatever sort of stone or whatever it's made with, it like wears it down over time. And you're right, it was painted at one point, but then by the point we're at Game of Thrones, it's not painted anymore. It's 300 years of wear and tear, but it's lit up. But all the candles are on top of it, not under the style they did with this. And so I thought this was actually really cool to light it up like that. Matt, uh, Matt Smith said one thing about that room is that there's no fucking chairs. So he just said they were standing around all day filming those. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to jump straight to the crazy shit. I'm just thinking about Ceres, you know? Damn. Yeah. And Straight. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about beforehand? Rip Lucerius. <laughs> okay, we're going in. See, we're next going upstairs, in. Serious dog. Luke. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of people that were a little disappointed that there wasn't some massive battle. They thought the ending wasn't climactic enough, but I thought it had a lot of great beats and story moments while still setting up for the next season. It, it didn't have anything like Ned Stark's death, but it's its own show. It's a different thing. I don't thing. think it needed to have... And, yeah, I'm curious to... Queen's son got killed. That. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. Also, there was some cool... Yeah, what, what do you... And that's a weird complaint, I guess, but I thought it was cool, man. They had that part, too, where the dragon's above his dragon, and it just shows how much bigger Vegar was. Oh, and my much, God. Oh, my God. This guy's, this guy's dead. Cooked. Dead, done for. <laughs> I did think maybe he and, could get on top of him or something and s- swoop down, but... That clearly didn't happen. Well, I don't think he was trying... He wasn't trying to kill him. He yeah. wasn't even... It was the dragon scared acting out and ties back to what Viserys was saying at the beginning of the season. It's illusion that you can really completely tame these things. Although there are relationships in the Game of Thrones universe where they're really in tune with each other. Like Ranius and but Melis. Are pretty I can't remember the, the specific relationships. There was like three or four that were written about how they had such a great bond in history, but you also have Vagar 2s on his third or fourth rider. Oh, a fucking another one of these little things crawled up on my back? Whatever. Yeah, I thought it tied well. I, I can't remember what happened in the book exactly. I think of the book, they find the dragon washed up three days later and that's how they find, they found out what happens. There isn't really a specific thing that's said, but there was one rumor and because this is all third hand accounts and it might've been from Mushroom who lied about a lot of stuff in the book that he said something about cutting off Luke's balls or something like that. I can't remember the exact dialogue. I was reading it a couple of days ago and then pre- presenting it to the Baratheon lady. That was a rumor that Amon did that. Well, he did try to cut out his eye. Or he wanted him to cut or out he his cut his eyes eye. out, yeah, or something like that. I can't remember if he cut both of his eyes out after he died or what happened or what the situation was. I think it probably was just what happened here. The dragon just ate both of them or chomped them. Eliminated them in one swoop. What were your thoughts? I did like the ending. I thought it was good. It's such a good setup for next season. With Rhaenyra, all of the momentum she had going into this, Corliss pulling through, which was a massive W, holy fuck. And his plan... Combined with you know all of her forces that she might be mustering up to block the trading lanes because everyone was pushing her to war right and then all of a sudden Corliss comes back and you have this plan to do it more in a peaceful way in a peaceful manner and she had momentum going into that in one fell swoop everything changes. Yeah, the last line in the script was, Rhaenyra turns around and war is in her eyes. Yeah. All right, yeah, she definitely depicted that with that final shot. Yeah. Oh, God. I thought that interesting thing about Coralus, too, with all this, is that it felt like, for me, the reason why he was going to war with the Stepstones was because he wanted the narrow sea for his own advantage in case... They were plotting to have Rhaenys become queen at some point. Yeah, but they gave that up, apparently. Well, yeah, but I'm saying I think that was always why he wanted it so that he could think about in the future if he wanted to block King's Landing for himself and for their own strategy. Yeah. If they didn't end up going and siding here with Rhaenyra. Smart guy. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. It's a good plan. With well, the older uh, Jace, I'm he's not even going to find out about Luke's death for a while. What? Because he's... All the way up to Winterfell. He's on a dragon, though. He might find out. It might just be a few days later. I kind of have a feeling what's going to happen is that it's going to be a few days later, and he's going to have met Cregan. He's going to jump forward, and he's going to be drinking and having fun with this dude a few days later, and they've made a pact, and then the raven comes and tells him what happened. Yeah, they're just going to be kicking it, the boys. Yeah, because he's supposed to be a much younger person. He's a young lord at this point, the Stark lord. I'm excited to see Winterfell again. That's not going to be for another year and a half, though. So, fuck me. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the Winterfell scene. It might just be, I I don't think they'll just do an interior shot, but they destroyed the Winterfell set from Game of Thrones. Yeah. They burnt it down while they were filming this show. So, I don't know if they're going to really be up there in Winterfell for that long. It's not a major part of the story at all. Why'd they do that? I don't know why they burnt down the set. I guess they didn't think they were using it for a long time. This was during the pandemic. They were just really bored so and burning a down. bonfire. They are like, Fuck I'm it. surprised they just didn't keep it as a tourist spot or anything. Where was it? Belfast, right? Or It is Belfast. I just built a brand new Winterfell set for Season 8. Or They used a historic castle called Castle Ward in Northern Ireland, and they built a set of Winterfell around it. So maybe they burnt it down mm-hmm. because they wanted to restore what season are you talking about? Because they built a brand new one, yeah. for season eight. Because they had so much, I think, stuff that happened at it. That's this one, but it wasn't built around a castle. The one I'm talking about oh, the one that they burnt down. wasn't at a castle. No, no, no. From 2009 to 2011, Castle Ward hosted the pilot. You're talking about from like a decade ago. I was talking yeah. about the set that they built recently for season eight. Okay, I don't know. You know, I didn't even. I'm rewatching it right now. I didn't even pick this up. Is that when? Vraeneer is having her miscarriage. It keeps cutting to the dragon, so the dragon is feeling the pain, too, at the same time. So some do have pretty big connections then. Yeah, and there were a lot of famous Targaryen explorers that had really close connections to their dragons. Yeah, and Luke's is really young dragon. And then Vhagar, she's on her fourth rider. It kind of makes sense why they wouldn't be as in tune, necessarily. It's in Belfast. How old was Luke's dragon? Arax? Yeah. Shit. You want me to look this up too? So, yeah, look this up. Because I was thinking about this. At the time of the end of season eight, Drogon would have been, what, seven? Yeah. Eight. yeah. That boy was huge compared to a lot of dragons at his time, man. Dude, imagine if he would have had as many years as he's... Well, I guess he's still alive, so fuck. Boy's going to get yeah. massive. Let's go! He could lay eggs. Yeah, I think dragons all can so switch true. genders. Yeah. Yo, yeah, where is Driftmark? Driftmark's... So, it's kind of near... Dragonstone, King's Landing, a little bit north, right? Yeah, yeah. But the Narrow Sea is way south. Driftmark is north. Driftmark is directly in between King's Landing and Dragonstone, but it's right next to Dragonstone, and it's a little bit bigger. All right, quick little break for a word from our sponsors. I'm surprised he would go all the way down to the Stepstones to try to fuck with the Stepstones, because that's a long motherfucking way. Strategizing. And he said that it blocked a lot of his shipping lanes to the west side of Westeros. There's a way to go in land, too. There's a port, but I think you, they were even talking about how they were going to block that. Oh, yeah. Drift Mark's right next to Dragonstone. That's why they're so, like, tight. I don't know how old Airax is. It's not saying when he's born. He couldn't have been that old. We saw him as a legit baby in the yeah. flashback. Not the flashback episode, but in the show, we saw him as a really young dragon. So he can't be more than 10 years old. also noticed that Rhaenyra's dragon didn't really grow at all either when she lands on the Dragonstone steps. doesn't look like she's changed mm-hmm. a lot in 20 years. Uh Rex? Yeah. Yeah. As far as growth for dragons, age definitely it plays a major factor, but I think each individual dragon has a different potential. Yeah, plus there's ones probably are in the dragon pit a lot of the time. Yeah, that too. Limits your growth a bit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, environmental factor is definitely a way... A big part too about their diet and how much roaming space they have. Vagar is so much bigger though than any of these other ones, even Daemon's dragon. But Vagar is 150, right around there. Yeah, it's true. But like, years Cyrax, Yeah, Rhaenyra's would be 30, ish, late 20s, 30s. They they refer to him as fully grown dragons. Drogon is gonna get huge. I know we're gonna see him later on too. We talking about. You don't think we're going to see him in the Jon Snow series? Come on. I don't even know what the fuck they should do with that show. I think cancel it. Cancel it? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know, man. What do you What do you want them to do in that show? What do I want them to do? Do you want to talk? We could talk about this briefly. But I, for me, it's what even happens. To me, realistically, Westeros is going to break out in war again. And... I don't think they have to break out in war. Dorn is going to eventually say, what are we doing? The North is their own country. Why aren't we our own country? Fair. You got the Iron Islands, too. She probably was thinking the whole time, damn, we could have been independent. I didn't even think about that option. That's going to happen, probably. Brand will figure it out. Brand's a fucking idiot. Brand's an idiot. Yeah, that guy's a dumbass. Who wants him as their leader? Really? What? Brain is a super genius, isn't he? The smartest person alive, technically. Yeah, but I only understand his because he can't interfere, right? So what's what's okay, going yes, do? Okay. Yes, yes. I don't. <laughs> that was some tomfoolery, but I don't think that that was just weird writing. I I think his character itself, he's supposed to be really smart, right? But fuck. I don't know, and then he, nor, John's just up in the north. Unless there's some way you're bringing him back to Westeros, I just I don't know. Everyone finds out he's a true. He was a he was an heir, Targaryen heir, and then they I don't know, dude. I don't know what you do with the show, and so it's not the one that I'm excited for at all. Really, honestly, yeah. I wasn't really speaking as to what the show was going to be. I was just saying we get to see Drogon again, possibly, maybe, maybe. But Drogon's in Essos now too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would be crazy if they somehow bring back Daenerys. Then I'd be like, okay, this is some absolute fantasy bullshit, but I will I will buy in on that. Hey, well it happened already for Jon Snow. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. They fly her to Volantis. She's got some followers there. Bring her back. I don't know what you I don't know. I don't know what you'd do even after that. But out of all the shows that they're doing, that's my least one where I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see what happens <laughs> with that. It's kind of the same in Star Wars for me. I no, bro, I don't want to talk about Star Wars today on Game <laughs> of Thrones right now. Okay, say, okay. <laughs> what do yeah, you, right you have to say? Back. What do you Tie it back in, Zach. Tie it back in. I'm trying to think, man. Let's see if there's any news or anything. You, so you don't want to talk anymore about the episode? Anything other thoughts, Ross? Oh, other thoughts about the episode specifically? I just thought it was a solid episode. I thought it was cool how they did the, yeah, I mean, the director said this after, but the whole sister episodes, and you can definitely see that, after watching this and then after watching Nine as well, the Nine, nine was all about the Green p- Party and this was all about the Blacks Party. It gave them both a lot of time to develop those two factions. When it ended, I was just like, damn, we really have to wait another year and a half. i yeah, into the story. It was, so It was really <laughs> good. Shit sucks. I knew it was going to be a fucking huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. The final shot was sick, man, with them walking away and then you see him telling her, she turns around. That was just a really good way to end the sh- end this season. But now it's like, dude, stuff's gonna happen now, and we're cut off for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good way to make you come back to it. I know. I just wanted. More. I honestly didn't. I had no complaints for this episode. I was surprised that Rhaenys didn't really mention that she absolutely destroyed the dragon pit on her way out. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of downplayed that whole situation a bit. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just a bit. There was a big controversy around Damon choking Rhaenyra. Oh, yeah, that happened. Shit. I thought that was interesting, too, because we didn't know up until this point if Viserys had told him or not. And so to me, that just looks like he never thought of Damon as his real heir. He didn't tell him the secret. Yeah. And if there was any ambiguousness with that, it, the showrunner confirmed that he didn't tell. Damon didn't know. Yeah. Basically. That's why when he reacted, the way he reacted, his way that he said that Damon is thinking is that he loved his brother and he trusted him. And this was something that he held from him and reacted with rage. Yeah, Damon and it broke him. He's a fuck for that one. Yeah, Yeah. asshole move. Yeah, never choke Rhaenyra. You know what was interesting too in the book that's different is that Damon actually agreed with Rhaenyra to hold off until they could get all their figure out who their allies are and everything. And then in the show, he was very he's very different in some ways than what they wrote about him in the book. Because in the book, he doesn't want to risk losing dragons, right? Exactly. He doesn't want to risk losing dragons. And he's right there with Rhaenyra and saying, well, if we can find a way to win this without having to resort to them. He's so different in the way they wrote him in the book, man. And let, OK, I know everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, third hand accounts. But just stuff when there's so many witnesses, it's just different than what he was, what they're showing in the show. It's a different take for sure. Yeah. same with the Not series. that it's like bad or anything. Yeah. 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 Viserys is so different too. And we saw that yeah, he, George R. R. Martin loved that depiction. Yeah. Okay. This is Damon's exact quote from the book. It's no easy thing for a man to be a dragon slayer, but dragons can kill dragons. I will not throw our dragons against the usurpers, usurpers unless I have no other choice. We must fight this war with words before we go to battle. I feel like that's a lot more reasonable than <laughs> the version of Damon we got. But <laughs> yeah. this version of Damon is a little bit of a wild card. Dude, I mean, in the book, he's a wild card too. He has super dark moments, but this this show version he feels more darker than he does with the good things that he does, you know, in comparison. He's more liable to just go off off the rails. Yeah. And the first thing when they said there's never been a Stark that broke an oath, I immediately thought of Rob Stark dude. First one to break an oath, man. Yeah, but yeah. Boy That's just after, set himself up. It's way after this, They make the point they make a point saying, yeah, Starks from the beginning, when they Took a knee, bent the knee to Aegon. They don't break their oath, and then you get King Rob Stark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Had it coming, he fucked man. up. He fucked, he up, fucked dude. up, dude. But at yeah, the same time, you know, he was just really—he was really in love. You know, shouldn't have made yeah. that oath, man. <laughs> shouldn't have gone into where they were then. Yeah, he's whatever that tower he lives is. Lives in a fucked up world or wherever they're at. Yeah, the twins. The phrase. Storm's End looks sick, too. Forgot to add that Rewatching right now. Yeah, Storm's End did look cool. Also, the cinematography in general. Yeah, they said for that scene, they do... The scenes inside, those were in the volume. That was, like, one of the few things they used the volume for. They used the volume for all the dragons, dragon flying and all that stuff. And that... Actually, that whole dragon fight, too, I thought it was pretty clear. You could see what was happening, which I know that's been like a complaint this season. But this, I felt like they did pretty good with that specific fight, battle or whatever, skirmish. And that was the first time we've seen Storm's End in the show, even though it's been such an important thing in the Game of Thrones universe. Yes, quite cool. Quite a cool castle. Very cool set designs. Yes, very cool. It was great. I feel like they're going to do something different in the books, too, with trying to get people to find to be dragon riders, what do you mean? Just with, you know, how there's all these wild ones. Because they haven't really introduced any bastards or any potential people who could come and claim these. Have that? Yeah. Could the Baratheans technically go and try to claim one? Well, the Baratheans supposedly have Targaryen blood. At the, and it would be stronger at this point, right? So, theoretically, maybe. I don't but- know if it'd be stronger. I don't know if it'd be stronger, but Aegon's half-brother was supposedly the first Baratheon. When they took Storms End, he made his allegedly half brother Lord of Storms End. Yeah, so they even back to then. Then they should have some Targaryen blood in them. And I think they've married in as well to the family a couple times after that, or maybe just once. But I forgot. Actually, Rayneese's mother was Baratheon too. But I don't know if that nice. ties into the Baratheon family that's currently ruling over Storms End. Mm-hmm. But there is some blood that they have. I think it depends on which Baratheon specifically. How strong their powers are, yeah, for sure. That would just be up to writing. You could write in any of them. Theoretically, yeah, you could write them in to be Dragon Rider. Moonlight Thirty Nine asks, "Do you think the producers rushed the story just so they could get to Luke's death?" And even the thing with where we're at in the story, where you're at in Fire and Blood, this is about eighty pages from this whole first season is what it covers. So there's you got to get through a lot of it, really, to get to where you're going to get with the Dance of the Dragons. And I think the whole story is around 300, 350 pages in Fire and Blood. So I don't think they rushed to get to this point. If this is about the entire show, I just think you kind of have to go through and do a lot of these big moments. And they covered a lot of the big moments. I think the biggest one for me that I would have wanted to see would have just been when Damon goes and he tries to claim Lena for marriage. And he fights the Sea Lord's son who was betrothed to her. Oh. He, he basically kills kills that dude and then marries her after. Yeah. That would have been a cool thing to see. But they covered most of the stuff to this point, and I think this is a good cliffhanger. They said in the book, or they said when they were writing the scripts, this was always where they were going to end it right here, was with Luke's death. Yeah. It's a good end to show what's coming next. Yeah, I don't think the pacing was a huge issue for me. If there were any complaints in the show besides the major one regarding to East, But of all my minor complaints, I would just say that, yeah, pacing was a little fast. I would have liked to see some of the stuff that got skipped over a little bit more. But generally, it was pretty good, pretty spot on. Maybe just with switching actors all the time too, you have, I didn't really care about a ton, a ton of the deaths like you would a Ned or Rob Stark, even when those guys died at that point. Because these ones did have actors change so much. So like Luke's death, I mean, it was like fucking, you know, he just got st- chomped. But I didn't really feel the way I felt about Ned or anything like that. And maybe that's just because we didn't get enough time yeah. with the character. But I don't I don't think it was rushed. If I had done the show, it had been pretty similarly paced, I think, to get to this point. Well, Ned was a way different character, too, in relation to the audience. We had way more time built up with him. He was much more of a focal point of the show. Uh, most people thought that he was in the top three main characters of the show in season one. And then, yeah, <laughs> if you didn't know anything, you're going in thinking he's going to be the main character and then he just gets off. That was crazy, yeah. Viserys was probably the most tragic death, I'd say, this season for me where I felt his death. But yeah, yeah. who else? I'm trying to think who else even died that... And hey, we got a Viserys death in Game of Thrones season one as well. Daenerys' brother. It's true. Corlys' I was just brother. about to say something. Vamon, but yeah, yeah, he whatever. <laughs> that was that was such a cool ass death. Yeah, good moment for was, Damon, that was. But he did have a good point. Yes, and he, he was telling the truth. Everything he said was factual. Well, he was wrong in the end. Cor- Corliss lived in the end, so he was overstepping. That's that part is true as well. That's true, but he's trying to be realistic. Yeah, and that was only like his second scene in the show too, so. Again, didn't have the character built up as much. No, yeah. Oh, who else died? Lena? Lena is another example where her death was good, and but we didn't have a ton of time with her, that character. Yeah, I mean, over the show, two, one. She was two. a different actress pretty much every time we saw her in yeah. the show. There was a She was in several episodes. Mm-hmm. She was probably in four or five, four yeah. episodes where she had speaking No, birds. but that one actor, the older actor. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, two? the older actress, she was just in that last episode. That was it, only episode. Okay. yeah, well, The only other complaint I really have in this season is that you had Sir Kristen Cole. He got away with two murders, essentially, without any sort of repercussions. He didn't get any punishment for killing Joffrey originally, or then, what's his name after? Beesberry. Yeah, the Queen had No, no one... Queen had the first one, especially, when you kill the King Consort's best friend and their guests, they're literally guests of honor... I just feel like that one got brushed over a bit. Yeah. The way they did that in the book was made more sense. He did it in a fight in the tourney, so then it looks like you can get away with it because that happens in tourneys. Didn't get any trial or anything for it because of that. the situation that happened. Yeah, people, and, <laughs> people throughout this show were... People get, kick, people get kicked off the Kingsguard for less, is what I'm saying. I think throughout this show, people were a little wild with... <laughs> just how quick they were to kill another royalty blackwood and the other guy when they were trying to i guess they were just pitching pitching their spiel that was a funny scene though i don't know what <laughs> happened to, about with that whole situation but well what's your complaint about i don't understand that one to me is just those are two one off characters and Yeah, that dude had it coming to him. And we don't even know how that was handled after that, because that's the Baratheons who would handle that whole thing. And the Baratheons have been dealing with these families fighting for (laughs) hundreds of years. I guess I guess what I was saying is it just seemed so nonchalant or they just got brushed over. Yeah, well, that one I didn't have a big issue. It was the for me, it was the Sir Christian thing. And that one felt like, oh, we got to put something in here have a big moment in the, the episode. It was the same kind of moment when you compare it to even Rhaenys when she pops out. Yeah, fair. Okay, okay, that makes sense. What was the dragon? This is from David Aranda. What's the dragon we see Damon going to greet, singing? And that was Vermithor. Second biggest dragon in Westeros. Absolutely someone they're going to try to have a claim on their side, Damon and Rhaenyra's side. Well, all of them, I'm sure they're going to try. The thing with Vermithor is why whistling even works is because he actually historically had good relations with humans. He just has been semi wild now since Jaharis died, King Jaharis. Yeah, he's he's coming around. They'll they'll get him. Mm-hmm. The other thing was when they referenced Sea Smoke, they said sea, sea Smoke doesn't have a rider, but he does. And so I don't know what they're going to do with that, Ross. What do you think? That's got to be. I feel like leonor has got to come back. I don't know. They might just break lore. Honestly, they can't, dude. That would be. I even George R. R. Martin would say something about that one. That's it's so established that dragons can only have one rider. And even in this one, you're showing this episode, you're showing multiple things happen where dragons are sensing how their how their riders feel. Yeah. Even though we can't act like Amon was innocent. This dude was up there laughing evilly when he was messing with his with you know, messing with his cousin or his whatever he is, his nephew yeah. Luke. And the dragon was kind of biting at his at Luke's dragon so yeah there was it was, he, feeding was off what he was thinking yeah and then it just had one moment where it got burnt and then it acted out on its own but it was already the seeds were even already planted there and then you have Rhaenyra where she's giving birth in this episode and her dragon's feeling it too so the I totally think that sea smoke probably knows Lanor's still out there it's no it just that would be a pretty big lore break man I don't think they yeah. can do it and even in Game of Thrones beyond the book Daenerys Daenerys says that a dragon can only have one rider, so it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. In That's the, like in the book; it's established thing. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is like established thing. Hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. agreeing that it's established, but I, I mean, they might just say fuck it. I don't know, but or they might Bro, bring. I Lando feel like back. they can do something cool with that, though. I like, really, I like the idea of bringing him back. Oh, you know what? Last thing I wanted to ask you guys: Did you guys notice Damon's neck? No, it looked like he had something on his neck. A little grayscale. I don't know, but here. Fuck, I didn't see, see that. Go look. Go back and look. It's so because he always wears his collar up. It's really hard to see, but it was really early in the episode. I don't see anyone talking about this either online or anything. Let me see if I can find a sp- specific shot of it. Mm. Gnarly hickey. Oh, maybe. <laughs> nice theory. <clears throat> there was a, I'm trying to think of the scene. I think there was one shot when he's on like the beach and he's about to roast the Kingsguard. Yeah, okay, okay. Go to 1434. There's something on his neck. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. Mm Mm-hmm. There there do be. Oh, I see that. Oh, it's just... I think it's just a scar, right? I don't know. What would that scar be from in the past couple years? It says same scar from war, right? From fighting in the... I don't know. The one we saw before felt like it was down by his collarbone because we could see it when... He was super hammered or hung over and Viserys was going off on him. But this looks like it's up his neck more. You could be right. It could just be a scar, but I just thought it was interesting and no one's really talking about it. Also, wouldn't Rhaenyra have noticed it all over his body if he had grayscale? Because I'm Who assuming been it, how slow together. It, goes. <laughs> it just depends uh, yeah. on the person. Yeah, that is true. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yes. it's not necessarily contagious to, any per- to everyone either. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Targaryen really goes slower on certain Targaryens. True. Fair. I okay. don't know. We'll yeah, see. Okay. That's it, man. I feel like we covered. I'm looking at all these other things, and everything else is pretty much asking just about stuff that we talked about in the show. Nice. Okay. Sounds good. Let's go. The showrunner also confirmed we're going to see Day, Dayron. That's how he said it. Dayron. Dayron next season. Daron, that's the fourth. Daron, uh, Daron, I think it said Daron actually. So Allison. Daron is the third son of Alicent and Viserys. And he was saying that, hey, this in this time it wasn't that uncommon that you wouldn't see a child for years. So he's just been in Old Town for a while. Okay. I know, but we haven't even, it's just weird that like, they haven't even mentioned they his name. Even talked about him. Yeah. yeah. We, there was weird. well okay in this episode. He said they have full they have three fully grown dragons. But then after Viser or after Damon said they have four dragons. So they did do like a first the first any sort of reference to them. Because who else would that be that would have a fourth dragon? That's the only other option. Yeah, I think at so first too. he was saying they have three fully grown dragons to our whatever count, and he included Rhaenyra or he included Rhaenys, and then Rhaenys was like, you know, what. And then he also said something after that where he said they have four dragons. So he did. That was the first sort of hint of anything that they've done to this character. Yeah, I don't know, but they're gonna have a fuck ton of dragon riders coming out of the the brothels of Flea Because <laughs> Agar. <laughs> <Aegon>. <laughs> well, they'll they'll all be young, super young. I know that's true. If the year goes, if the years go by, might have an advantage. Longer, mm-hmm. There's longer not be time. A ton passes. of years going by here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. So that's our finale pod. Make sure to go leave us a rating review on Apple and Spotify. We'll still be covering House of the Dragon on this podcast all the way leading up to the next season. So make sure to keep subscribed. Keep listening. We'll still do podcasts. We're planning to do a podcast on Black Panther, Wakanda forever for sure. There'll be some others being dropped too the next couple of weeks. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening.